we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. The Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why the Vlogcaster package. Part of this is follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I am your main host. I am shooting triple, as you can see right there on the screen. I know I've kind of not done the usual with the uh, with the uh, video tonight. Eh, I got lazy. Whatever. Let me go ahead and introduce you to everybody and uh, do a little bit of uh, warnings as we get things along over here from the Midwest of the U.S. tonight. Bridget, a uh, cold evening to you. Uh, hey, it is cold. Mm -hmm. And on the opposite side of it all, if you will, uh, from outside of the Washington, D.C. Beltway, where things are really heating up right about now. Unredo Tech, good morning. It's heating up and it's getting cold all at the same time, which means it's going to be a lukewarm letdown. That's what we're worried about. That's going to be uncomfortable at it, too. Yeah. Uh, that's what we're worried about. And from over the pond into uh, Paris, France, assuming that he's even there at the moment. Joseph, good morning. He had <laughs> stepped away. He might not be there yet. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> Well, while we're waiting for Joseph to uh, get his butt back over here, a couple of quick pieces of information for those of you that, for whatever reason, did not catch up on it. Uh, item number one, yes, I've already given Dallin all kinds of hell for spelling last uh, one of our previous podcast episode names incorrectly. He misspelled sauce, and it came up on my uh, my podcatcher. And I'm reading it, and I'm just like, "Did I screw that up? Did my did my crew not catch that? What the?" And then I looked it up on YouTube, and it's like, um, "No, I, I I I didn't screw that up. That's that's all on Dallin's head." <laughs> Oops. You know, it's all good. Anyway, Dallin is not here because he's had a little bit of a long day. He might show up, probably not, but in, in all cases. And Joey has been quite busy and tired, so it is entirely possible that he is just dead to the world right now, asleep. Remember, death does not want to be screwing around with him, because, you know, twice. And right now, Joe is 2-0 on that one, so, you know, want to be a little bit careful. He's probably also (laughs) not happy that Navy beat Army. I don't think he really cares, (laughs) truth be told. Because, you know, I, I can't, I, you know what? I need to get, uh, I need to get the warning out before I answer to that. So hold that thought. For those of you that did not, for whatever reason, check to see what the title of this week's episode is. This is one of our Power of Ten episodes. This is 290, which means there will be no filters. We will very likely be spitting up a storm of obscenities left, right, and center. So really? if you should not be listening, this is the time for yourself to go ahead and bypass it. Just skip over it, save it for another time. But as always, I want to make sure that you've got your warning in because without Joey here, I've got no way of telling you guys what the le- the rest of the six words are after uh, motherfucker. Shit goddamn... Motherfucker, yes. piss, sh- cocksucker tits. Yeah, something like that. 
something. I, like I may have gotten the order, the sequence wrong. But yeah, I got all the words in. Yeah, probably. But you know, it, it, it is what it is. Fuck shit, God. <laughs> Look it up. It's it's out there somewhere. No more about it. So we've got uh, we've got stuff that we're going to end up talking about, of course, because we've got a lot of stuff that's. Um, in the news, a lot of stuff that has been uh, a big old pain. The, I mean, there's no other way of putting it. It's just been a pain in the ass. It it really has. And if anybody wants to have some kind of an idea as to just how much so, if you are listening relatively recently, you could probably take a look over at the Holy Crap the Vlogcast Twitter feed, and you might see a little bit of what I've been dealing with. For the last few days, which kind of pulls us into this week's five minute freestyle. So let me go ahead and get to that. And I can explain once I get done with all that. So with five minutes on the clock, <laughs> your five minute freestyle starts right now. Simplicity. You know what? The last days, the last few days, I have been dealing with some I don't even know. This is, for those of you that don't remember what the term Poe means, it's got nothing whatsoever to do with George Lucas's failed attempt at closure on the whole... No, it's got nothing to do... It's the idea that there's a certain point where you can't tell the difference between an evangelical religious personality and someone who's just scamming you, trying to portray themselves because they're so over the top. And you can't tell the difference anymore. I've been dealing with that for the last couple of days. And this person, I don't know, guy, girl, I don't know. I don't care. They have used every trope in the book. Every one of them. Every trope. They've used I, 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 I didn't even bother keeping track of which logical fallacies they were using, but uh, let's see. Uh, I can name easily uh, shifting the burden of proof, move the goalposts, uh, straw man, gish gallop. Oh, my God. You would think that this person was actually a horse in disguise the way that they gallop all over the place. And eventually it got down to, you know, logical proofs for the existence of a of a God, just their God, Christian God, of course, because it's always them for whatever reason. I think it's probably because the Mormons are just afraid of technology. Anyway, so they went through everything. They went through the Kalam cosmological argument, although they didn't use exactly the same stuff. They went into the Infinite regress, you can't have that. The infinite, the infinite regress of, you know, the universe couldn't create itself, so something had to have created it, and obviously that was God. Yeah, jerk me off again. So I got sick and tired of going roundabout and roundabout and roundabout on the whole, what does atheist mean? And this pain in my ass, constantly doing things like Saying atheism is a worldview, that it has a burden of proof. What, how do you disprove, you know, atheism? What, what, uh, what evidence would you want? And it kept coming back to, dude, 
if this is really where your argument is, why didn't you hang your hat on this and stick with it? Oh, and now you're going to go into DNA. Oh, and now you're going to go into the flood. Oh, and now you're going to go into the perfect being because the book says so. Yeah, the book says so. Yeah, I got news for you. The Flatteran building exists in the Spider-Man mythos. In the very first Spider-Man movie, obviously, that means that Peter Parker exists. So, what did I finally come up with? The I say this knowing full well that I am completely full of myself on this one. That my vanity level is off to 11. Is there's, 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 there's something for you guys. The question that I keep putting up, copy-paste at this point, because person refuses to answer it for days and days, is this. Why do you believe in a God where no evidence proves that it's real? Question mark, end quote. Over and over and over again. And it's gotten to the point where that is literally all I can send through. All capital letters answer the question. And regular type. Why do you believe in a God where no evidence exists to prove that it's real? It's a simple question. And this person keeps ignoring the question, throwing new things out there, trying to find some piece of pasta that's going to stick to the wall for them. And every time I keep saying exactly the same thing, if this was so important, you would have stuck with this. You would have led with this. Why do you believe in a God where no evidence proves that it exists? It's amazing how a simple question like that drives them so batty that they absolutely refuse to even acknowledge the question. I got a couple of the other people on those threads to start doing the same damn thing too. Maybe I'm on to something. This episode 290 on the dock, Your Honor. We still need you, Hitch. Um, for those of you that, for whatever reason, did not recall, it is um, eight years since we lost Christopher Hitchens. As a matter of fact, uh, just as of uh, 15 minutes ago, today, which is now uh, Sunday, here on the Eastern Seaboard. And it would be really nice if I could open this damn bottle. There we go. As usual, I went to the uh, I went to the local um, spirits store. It's Premier, as as a matter of fact, is the name of the place. And I got myself a bottle of Johnny Walker Black because that was his drink. And I do not drink hard liquors. I don't. When I go out, I've said on many an occasion, I will screw with the bartender and ask for a uh, grasshopper. For those of you that don't know what that's all about, look up on YouTube for the uh, for the Star Trek quote, it is green, and um, <laughs> have a good laugh at that. 
You want you want a good laugh? I got a buddy of mine who looks more like a biker than most bikers look. We went to the bar together after hours, after work. We both decided that we weren't having anything to drink. I ordered a Arnold Palmer, which is when Arnold Palmer gave up uh, alcohol, it was half lemonade, half iced tea. Okay. If you get, uh, from, from my preferences, I get iced tea, no sugar, because the lemonade has plenty in it. Yeah. This big guy, six foot two, big muscles, like his arms are like twice as thick as mine. Deep voice to match. I'd like a Shirley Temple. <laughs> he liked Shirley Temple. <laughs> <laughs> I damn near fell out of my seat. I was like, I had never gone drinking with the guy where we didn't actually have alcohol, so this was a new experience for me. It was funny. There you go. It's brilliant. He trolled that fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, yeah, I know for well that um, I really shouldn't be doing a spot for him, but screw it, I'll do the spot for him. The glass that By I've got way. over here is from uh, the nice folks at Fernal Equinox. They had a uh, a theme of live in large. So we got these lovely glasses as a perk. They had one of the artists do fake Canadian money that they printed up all over the place. And they had bricks of this stuff. And one of the staff built one of those rapid fire guns to stack it up into the top and just... You can buy those guns in the in the store for a couple bucks now. Yeah, but he built one himself because you know Canada. It probably worked better than <laughs> yeah, the. Probably. Yeah. But By the way, really... if you're not used to hard liquor like you, hmm. uh, to anybody who's listening to this who's not really experienced drinking heavy hard liquor, especially in in quantities, and you know you're going to be going out with some friends, eat something that has bread in it. Eat hell. Eat a couple slices of bread. Okay, the food in your stomach will help slow the absorption rate. And yep. then while you're out drinking, have something that is acidic, something that has vinegar in it, like a pickle, a pickled egg, pickled, those little pickled sausages, anything that's either pickled or has vinegar in it, because the acidity helps break down the alcohol faster. Huh. Right. Allowing you to recover better. I did not know that. Mm. No. Or you could stick with something not quite so hard like amaretto. You could do that. You could do that too. You could. And I, I can't drink whiskeys because I have the equivalent of an allergic reaction to them. Oh, that's bad. Ew, that's right. bad. But whatever it is in my genetics that gives me this negative reaction gives me an incredibly high tolerance for things like vodka and rum and mm-hmm. one of my personal favorites, tequila. Yep. So I'm having Starka. Fair enough. Good stuff. So I actually have a vodka. So from Lithuania. Because let's face it, Hitch went traveled places. Yeah, he did. What better way to honor him if I can't do it with his fate drink of choice? At least honor him with his recognition of his many worldly travels. And Ooh. him hitch slapping the shit out of people doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, eight years on, 
we were lucky enough to have been around for him. We were lucky enough to have watched him and to have watched him grow. There are very few people that I would have ever quaked at the idea of being on the opposite side of an argument with. (laughs) He would have been one of them. But it wasn't because he was a bulldog where it came to his positions. It was that he knew his positions. Mm -hmm. But he was not so arrogant as to think that he was infallible. He said waterboarding was not torture. And he said, fine, I don't believe you. You want to show me? Fine, I'll do it. One session, less than 15 seconds, changed his entire outlook. He did a complete flip, did a 180, and said, you know what? I was wrong. This is torture. We need to stop it. The man grew. He learned, and he imparted that. We need more people like you. And I would like to think that in our small way, we're trying to uphold that. To you, Hitch, thank you for slamming us in the face so that we know what we need to do now. Kampai? Bahayam. School. Cheers. That's got a nice little kick. Mm. Have a nice little coffee chaser with that. <laughs> the cough, well, by the way, is is the cold. Uh, the uh, no, dry. no. I said coffee. No, 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 coffee. no, no. For me, it's no. the uh, it's the um, dry air that's been a little bit of a pain in the neck for me. Joseph, hi. Hi. I was just saying. <clears throat> um, I don't think I can join you all for drinking since it is six thirty in the morning here. <laughs> But, I don't think Christopher Hitchens would be upset by that. Okay. Nope. But I had I had three beers last night. So, so you're still good you, for you today. Pre-gamed. You yeah, pre-gamed it. That's perfectly fine. By the way, um, what I did was in the our chat, not in YouTube chat, but in our chat for to add to the show notes later, I posted a YouTube link. It was the last publicly recorded appearance Um. Now, I don't mean like somebody catching with a webcam or, or with a cell phone camera. I mean where he was making a public appearance. And um, he was at the 2011 uh, Dallas, Texas Free um, or Texas Free Thought Convention. I don't know if it was in Dallas or not, but it was Texas. And um, he was there to receive an award, the Richard Dawkins Award. And he received it by Richard Dawkins himself. In the video, uh, he's bald uh, because he's lost his hair to chemo. The cancer is winning the fight. It was the last um, scheduled public appearance that he made before he died. And um, I think everybody should watch it, even if you didn't like the man. The message that he conveys there 
is very important to hear. Um, what did it for me was uh, when he said, nobody likes to be told to leave the party and the party keeps going on. That's a paraphrase, mind you. Yeah. Yeah. And that was uh, paraphrased from when somebody asked, you know, what, what happens after you die? A lot of things happen. You're just not there for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, by the way, as an aside to that, um, fuck cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck cancer all the way through its DNA. Thank you very much. So yeah. even though I didn't say it before, all of you guys over there on the live chat, thank you very much. That would be uh, Stephanie, Felis, hi. Hmm. Um. Before we get into the uh, the real nitty gritty of the whole damn thing, um, Stephanie, yeah, yeah, we 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 know, um, we know, and yeah, we'll we'll don't worry, we'll kind of touch on a little bit of all this. I did go looking up information for Reef Badawi. Uh, it turns out that there is a new push to get clemency from a couple of different governmental agencies, including from Canada and the U.S. Unfortunately, they are another one of these wait-and-see kind of things, but there is also news that he has started another hunger strike. Um, I don't think that I need to tell you all that the fact that he has done this several times cannot be good for his physiology but we kind of have to wait and see how he decides to play this let me paint a little picture here from somebody who's actually gone on a fast um which is similar to a hunger strike but not quite uh in that a fast is something that i do uh, i did to as a form of weight control not a political statement and not because I was being tortured or anything else like that. One of the things I did when I first tried my fast is I tried where the only thing I took in was water. And after a couple of days, I was already getting dizzy spells and lightheadedness. And what was happening was, is that for your cells to function, you need potassium, you need sodium and magnesium. Those are the biggies. I think there is one more, but I can't remember. So... I immediately went back to eating small quantities of food, get my levels back up again, and then I tried again after doing more research. Um, if I fast now, and I did one successfully for over three weeks and had lost 25 pounds, um, I was drinking uh, the equivalent of electrolytes without sugar because I didn't want any of the, the energy from the calories and sugar. Um, so I had a mixture of two different kinds of sodium. One from salt, uh, 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 you know, uh, table salt, um, t uh, sodium chloride. I also did from baking soda, um, sodium bicarbonate, because it's still a form of sodium. However, um, if you get it to dissolve properly in water by warming the water, it softens the water. And it's, it's you're still, you could get the same level of salt, um, instead of just using regular sodium chloride so it becomes less salty, less sea salty. 
And then um, I use potassium chloride, which is no salt or salt light um, to get my potassium. And then food-grade Epsom salts, very tiny quantity of that. Um, you can tell it's food-grade if it says you can use it as a laxative. Using too much of it, you will have a laxative. Very, very tiny amounts, you get your magnesium from it. I felt great for three weeks. I was hungry because I wasn't eating anything, but my mind was clear. If he's just on water, there's a really good chance he's urinating out all that potassium, all that sodium, um, all that magnesium to make his cells function. There's a priest who did that or a pastor or, or minister or whatever the hell he was. Religious figure. He wanted to live like Christ. He wanted to fast. So he stopped eating everything. It killed him. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, come back to that in a second. Oh, uh, and before I even did it, I, I saw both a doctor and a nutritionist to make sure that everything was healthy enough. My, my only problem is, is my weight is too high. That's it. My heart's in good shape. My lungs are in good shape. My kidneys, everything else is in good shape. The nutritionist is the one who helped me work out the um, electrolytes with the two different kinds of sodium, the potassium and magnesium and all that other crap. And um, here's a guy who's been tortured, who's probably not in great shape, who any medical doctor I would surmise or I would guess would say, no, no, don't do it. It'll kill you or it could kill you. And he's doing it. Yep. So, Yeah. It's, it's not something to go, oh, he's just not eating. <laughs> no, no. He's putting his life on the line. Yep. And as uh, Stephanie has pointed out, that's what the Saudis want. Um, that is entirely possible, unfortunately. For various different reasons. In any case, as of the recording of tonight's show, then, it has now been... Seven years, six months, two days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our hopes, our thoughts are still with you and your family. And we are still hoping and waiting. Now, with all of that, let's also, uh, let's take a, let's take a little bit of a detour. Since, uh, since that was brought up. Bridget, help us out a little bit on this one. Are you familiar with the term breatharian? Yes. You want to give the folks a, a nice, a quick explanation and, and why I might have brought this up considering what Tech was just talking about? Well, a breatharian is someone who believes that they can live off of oxygen and you know, the air and sunlight, not eat or drink anything. That doesn't even work for plants because they still need water. <laughs> I know, but yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yep. Considering that one of the uh, one of the new things. Uh, oh yeah, Joseph. Uh, assuming that you're still there, I don't know if you heard about this one. Uh, the folks who have decided that one of the one of the great ways of supercharging the body is to ingest sunlight. At your perineum? Oh. That's right, people. There's no need to blight your asshole anymore. Now just give it a suntan. 
<laughs> Before they wanted to white, no, meal. bring back the brown. Huh. I'm sorry, what was that? I apologize. Well, Susan directed that at me. I was wondering why. <laughs> oh, I was wondering if you had heard about this. You heard about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I thought I brought that up last week. Well, it's kind of the reason why I figured I'd, I'd, because you knew about it, so I still haven't done it. <laughs> why not? You're supposed. You're our test subject. You're supposed to do it and tell how it worked out for you. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, back to this. No. My apartment in the morning, and the university's right across the street. So, <laughs> I don't perfect. <laughs> uh, That's just great. <laughs> Quite attractive co-ed that way. <laughs> hey, yeah. So I'll get the wrong sort of attention, I think. Well, I don't know. Is 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 your apartment, is it facing the astronomy department? They've got a telescope. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, another black hole. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fuck me for actually having a not safe for work episode and not coming to the table ready for this <laughs> okay, you know what? Fine. We said no bad words. No, it's 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 perfectly fine. I've actually got a thing in me right now that's saying um, you really shouldn't be talking like that right now, and I'm trying to bat it down on the back of my head. And is anus a bad word? No, no. It, nope. well, okay, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It is. It is a medical term. Yes. Uh, what's that? Perineum? It, anus. It, it, is yeah. a, it is an actual have... technical medical term. So yes. when you yes. think that you'd be so able to get rectum. it with... So is rectum. Um, if I ever have to go Damn back to Canada... Damn, you're killed If ever I have to return to Canada, there's not much I can do there. Um, <clears throat> but one thing that's kind of a running joke with me, I wanted to open a bar called the Itchy Anus. <laughs> Um, just you know, because the sign—it's not a bad word, anus, right? Correct, uh-huh. but th- there there is a slang expression for it, which is the itchy eye. You could get away with that. Well, I mean, they have to go find sex clubs, so yeah, um, technically they couldn't say anything about that. I well, especially think. you know French enough. I mean, you could you could write it in French and do it up in Ottawa. I mean, what are they going to do at that point? It's exactly the same in French. All right. One for me. All right. Cool. Shit. All right. It's, it's bilingual. Um. Um. Shit. Now I don't remember who had that song. It might have been. Um, crap. I have to look that up later. Uh, whatever. Anyway. Um, so anyway, screw it. The uh, back onto it. The breatharians. <laughs> okay. These dumbass motherfuckers have decided that not only are they going to believe that they can basically exist on sunlight and air, air, but uh, they 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 have put themselves to the test a few times, and there is yeah yeah that's 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 one word for it. Uh, spectacularly, 
uh, I think is probably one other way of putting it. Spectacularly uh, failed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's one young uh, there's one lady. Uh, okay, hold on. By lingual song, I have to find that. And then there is the Breatharian woman uh, TV interview. I will find that for the show notes for later. She, I don't remember where she was. I think she was in England. Could be wrong. It's been a little while since I've seen that, but I will find the video to link in where she said, yes, I'm a Breatharian. I believe blah. And yes, I'm going to go ahead and put myself to the test for all of you folks just to prove it that I can exist on exactly what I'm saying for months at a time. And I've done it. Well, they had a medical professional come in, check her out. Okay, good. This is the start. And now we will have cameras to watch and see what it is that you do. And after three days. Was it Erica Witoon? It might have been. I could be wrong. I, I don't I don't recall off the top of my head, but medical person after three days said, um, yeah, your heart is racing. Uh, your blood pressure is really screwed up. You are getting very incoherent to talk with. Uh, yet we're stopping this experiment now. And she was like, no, 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 everything's fine. I'm fine. I'm perfectly fine. Everything, I'm perfectly cognizant. I know exactly what it is that's going on right now. Uh, tell me, did uh, did uh, did uh, Lindbergh land in uh, Paris? You know, I mean, just gone. Mm-hmm. Just, just, she was, she was just a fucking loon at that point. Yeah. There was a 1999 interview uh, where jess muhin jas muhin j-a-s-m-u-h-e-e-n and in the interview free is a breatharian right freely admits to during breatharian practices drinking orange juice regularly and occasionally nibbling on a chocolate biscuit for taste sensation in other words intaking calories and nutrition and everything yeah Mm -hmm. in other words bullshit artist yeah was that the same uh, guy that got uh, caught at a McDonald's getting food? I don't know, um, but I will post that one. Yeah, there's this one. There's there, there's several people who've tried to do this one, and it's just like, nah, dude. What, we've got what, cameras at you that, across the street over at McDonald's. Who are you bullshitting? Yeah, now there was another interview of uh, a couple back in 2017 who were saying, we eat, we just don't eat it like you do. <laughs> And they stop eating for 21 days to heal at the genetic level. Yep. Um, I don't think they understand what they're actually doing. Heal at the genetic level. We're always healing at the genetic level. That's part of what makes it. But then they admit that they enjoy mostly liquids. It's like, oh my, you're, you're not a breatharian then. You know, and why should this surprise us? How many times have we heard about, oh, we follow religion, blah, and it's like, oh, okay, well, religion, blah, we've got, we've got the holy books, we've, we've got outlines of them, we, we know, we've done the research on them, we see what they say, and uh, they say that you're supposed to do this, 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 don't do this, 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 and definitely don't do this, this, this. Um, so, do you do this, 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 this? 
Well, actually, yeah, we do, because it says you're not supposed to. Well, you know, we... Okay, and it says that you're supposed to do this, this, this. Do you do that? Well, a couple of them we do, sometimes. You know, on, on special occasions. Do you dash your children against the rocks if they talk to you too much? Well, you know... You know, fuckers. Yeah, so... Why should we expect the fucking breatharians to follow their own mantras? I mean, seriously. We got people in the 70s who keep saying that they've got uh, ESP, that they've got uh, uh, telekinesis. Uh, we got the, uh, the the one guy that Randy, oh my God, Randy, thank you so much, Randy, f- who said that he could move pages of a telephone book by being crouched down close to it and pushing with his mind. And Randy said, um, bullshit, you're breathing on it. And here's how we're going to figure it out. Here's some packing peanuts and we're just going to sprinkle it around. And if there's a breath of air, we will, we will see it happen. Suddenly, um, the lights were causing static electricity. So it, it, didn't want to work anymore. Yeah. See, now the funny part of it is I know an easier way to make that test work without adding styrofoam. Now, because styrofoam in the 70s could generate static electricity. You rub it against itself, ions move around, static electricity does build up to a certain degree. That's why, you know, you shake them all out and this stuff that's hanging onto your hand and you shake them all out and some of them fall, some of them don't. Okay. This would have been beautiful if he had just put incense sticks and lit them underneath where the tabletop was so the smoke could waft up in front of the book. Oh, well, this was holding it down. Really? How does smoke hold down static electricity? What? So we got people like that. We got people like Yuri fucking Geller. We've got uh, Chris Angel. And I'm picking him out because he wants to go ahead and do the whole promotion of he's supernatural. Bullshit. You're you're, You're a sleight of hand artist. Bite me in my ass at least with at least with um pen and teller they tell you we are going to lie to you you bought a ticket and asked us to lie to you and that's what we're going to do and we're going to be honest about it even fucking randy did that have you ever seen have you guys ever seen randy go out to do a talk and he's holding on to a thing as a microphone to talk into and he's got a pair I'm of glasses on. I'm looking for it right now. You know which one I'm talking about now. I do because I have it on my phone. It's great. And yeah. eventually Randy oh, finally says, "Okay, so you think that I'm talking through a microphone? This this that I'm holding over here, this is actually a uh, a razor, an electric razor. So this isn't really what you think it is. Oh, and these glasses? Yeah, these glasses these these don't have any lenses in them. These these are just fake." I'm wearing contacts. He puts them down. It's just like, um, fuck. Um, Randy, why did you do this? The whole point was to teach everybody that, um, 
Just because you think you see something doesn't mean that you see what you think you see. Because people will use that to their advantage and to your disadvantage. <sighs> Found it. He's talking about, uh, it's a video about homeopathy and how it's a quackery and a fraud. Oh, yeah. I, I saw him take a whole bottle of homeopathic sleeping pills. I want to get some. There you go. I want to get some. I don't know where he got them, but I got to meet him when I went to TAM in uh, 2012. And, yeah, he did that, that one for us. <laughs> Just make sure that when you get something like that, because uh, I've seen a trend lately with companies like Walgreens and CVS and such having their own version of something mm -hmm. and, it looks, and it looks similar to homeopathy stuff. It's just mm -hmm. a, a generic form of Tylenol and you can OD on Tylenol. Now well, yeah. I know you Bridget would be aware of that. Oh yeah. I, well, I know the rest sure of us will probably be aware of that, but somebody who's watching the video who wants to try to recreate that, they may not be aware of that. Okay. So I stressed, we don't recommend doing this. Okay. So, to be fair... To be fair... We have to be a little bit attentive to the stuff if we want to try this kind of thing to find out what's supposed to be in these. Yes, you can you can overdose on Tylenol or Paracetamol or Motrin or any of a host of different over-the-counter um, things. But generally speaking... Generally speaking, it takes a lot to do that. I mean, it takes a lot to really do true damage to somebody. Does it take more than what's in a, a, a bottle of 50? No, no, you don't. You don't want to be taking a bottle of 50 of, of Tylenol, Motrin, Paracetamol, whatever. But um, can you go over what they say that you're supposed to? Briefly, you can get away with it, but it's really not a great idea. So, yeah, like Tech said, don't do that. Now, if we can find, if we can find some of that, uh, some of that shit, so that we can we can have it someday. Oh yeah, I would love to have a you know uh okay, ready, time to overdose. Um, crunch, 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 crunch. Oh my god. The times when Randy has actually in involved his audience to take a, a, a bottle of, you know, um, homeopathic sleep uh, stuff. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that they just all just open it up, toss the cotton and just, here we go, yeah. ready, three, two, one. And they all pour it into their mouses, mouths and you can hear everybody crunching in the audience. Oh, it's just, uh, it, it, it is, it is, it is truly an ASMR experience that I fucking do not advise people to listen to because it's, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Try to, try to imagine 500 people crammed into a room all with their phone playing the, um, the uh, uh the the Tootsie Pop commercial where the owl finally says one, two, three and they just loop that over and five hundred people looping that sound over and yeah. over. Oh 
just that'd, that'd be just wrong. And see, I would love, I would love to do that, but at the same time, I don't think I've got enough um, tang in the house to to wash that out of my face. I don't think it's a good idea. But hey, that's just me. So where does this all come into the context of, you know, um, you know, we're, we're supposed to be kind of, you know, doing the whole thing about Hitch and, and, and being smart people and what this has got everything to do with it because he taught us that we need to be bulldogs. Sometimes we need to call these people out on their bullshit sometimes. And oh my God, was he good at it? I've made sure that I've got, uh, I, I put a reminder for myself so that in the show notes, I will put the link to the, was it QI? I think it was, who, who held the debate. The debate was, the Catholic Church is a force for good in the world. That was the premise. And there was... Uh, the Archbishop of South Africa, I think, was one of the people, and some woman there in England, because it was it was held in England. Uh, I forget. I don't have the video for myself right now, so I can't exactly, you know, talk you through this one. But that was on the pro side of the uh, of the premise. On the con side, it was Christopher Hitchens, who was brilliant and ripped them to shreds and a wonderful soft-spoken wonderful pufta of a ban yes i can get away with saying it because he basically said it himself mr fry lovely comedian mr fry not little actually he's he's rather he's a rather large individual he's Mm -hmm. he's 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 big fat dumpy guy that, that he's welcome to come over here and, and punch me right in the throat. I mean, I, I would be honored for him to go ahead and do that if he can survive the snow right now. Cause you know, yeah, it's snowing out here. Buffalo. Fuck me. Um, yeah, we're supposed to get ice tomorrow night. Yay. Yay. Stephanie. Thank you. And Whittlecombe. Yes. That's who that bitch was. And she was just all kinds of, you know, every, everything's fine. I don't know what your problem is. Everything's just hunky-dory. And, you know, fuck you. Absolutely fuck you. Between her and, and the Archbishop of, of South Africa, who had nothing good whatsoever to say about fucking condoms. Forgive my pun on this one. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know. When modern medical technology butts up against your holy book, you know... Your holy book loses. Every goddamn time. You know, every god... That was one of the things that I actually went after that guy about, by the way. Uh, I I went ahead and asked, okay, so uh, literal reading of your Bible is the way that it's supposed to be done. Great. Uh, Could you... Quote me chapter and verse where they talk about the um, weak nuclear force and how you're supposed to calculate a Holman transfer to the moon. Yeah, there was nothing for that one, by the way. For those of you that don't know what a Holman transfer is, um, 
congratulations. It's rocket science. Good luck on that. <laughs> it, it, literally. It literally is rocket science. And where in the Bible do they mention condoms? Um, no, mm. no. The closest, uh, the closest thing to a condom is uh, pulling out afterwards, but that's only when you're doing it with your sister-in-law. Yeah, uh, that's 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 wrong though. That's kind of that's yeah, that's that's kind of wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one. And abortion. Yeah. Actually, that's in there, and you can do that. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's, let's. Well, you can have a priest do it. Okay. You, you, you can. But, I mean, let's be serious for a second. The way that they talk about how to abort a fetus is to tell someone to drink. drink some poison. <laughs> drink dirt and, and, and shit until you throw up really bad and, and your whole body goes into some kind of weird ass shock. Yeah, that would that would pretty much make me lose everything out of my body too. I think, you know, from every hole that I've got. But that is a form of inducing abortion. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> However, if I remember right, don't they talk about um, getting striped domesticated animals by breeding them behind a fence that has vertical slats? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Or heart sticks. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, about that, yeah. I don't think genetics quite work that way, but, you know, that's just me. It's a good thing that the stupid thing doesn't say, yeah, you know how you get, uh, you know how you get minotaurs? Yeah, when you're, when you're, uh, when you're out there breeding the, the, you know what, I, the, okay, I know we're not safe for work right now, but something tells me I might be just kind of like skirting the issue just a little bit on this one. I mean, somehow the idea of you know, fucking a bull to get a minotaur is not such a good idea because it would have to be a cow, not a bull. So, you know, <laughs> got to think of these things. No, no, it would probably have to be the bull would have to fuck a woman because then you would be impregnating the human into it bipedal at that point. It's a centaurs that it would be the guys doing it with the mares. So, okay, that, okay, I got it. I'm, I'm on board now. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about now. Go me. Try to figure out how genetics work uh, with bestiology. That's, that's, that's just, that's just great. Uh, yeah. Mm. Isn't that the way that the Greeks thought it worked? Yes. Let's put it this way. Um, these are the same people who don't understand why if um, we're only why uh, if we have genetics similar to monkeys, why are there still monkeys? Yeah. And all that other shit. So I, I don't expect them to understand. That. I really don't. Why are there still grandchildren when we have cousins? <laughs> mm, tell me I'm wrong. That's well, what I thought. Well, I mean, most most of us in this country are descended from uh, people in Europe and uh, the UK, so why are there still Europeans and British? Huh? 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 Hmm. No. Don't know. 
why is there still English when there's French in the world? That wasn't quite the one I was looking for. I was shit. Which one am I thinking of? Ger- Wait a second. Why is there why is there still German when there's English in the world? Yes, that's what I'm looking for. Because English came from uh, Ger- Germanic Germanic Anglo-Saxon combination. Shit, I don't remember. Yep. That was very helpful. Thank you very much. <laughs> just agree. That, that's that perfectly fine. Well, just... actually, there's um, old English. Mm. Um, that doesn't sound like English at all. That's true. Yeah, um, it sounds more like old Dutch. Um, it's the it. Well, no, wait a second. It was the Anglo-Saxon. Uh, tongue at the time, wasn't it? At the time. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie, English took their language from others, and Anglo-Saxons were also of Germanic origin. Yeah, see? Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm taking that as a win, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm taking that one as a win, and Johnny Walker is going to stand by me and say, yes, you, that's right, you got it right. I don't care. But <laughs> actually, English today is a hodgepodge of everything. Hmm. Yeah. So many borrowed, uh, borrowed terms and borrowed words. This coming from the man who speaks French, where you can be watching and listening to a, a French news thing, and everything is mission viejo. I mean, come on. <laughs> they will take. They will. The French takes great pride in not just saying what it's got to say in the most the most blatant terms possible. For instance, in English, the term is email. If memory serves, in French, the official the the official verbiage translates to electronic postal message. Um en fait c'est courriel. Which if you were to translate it Idiomatically would be. They call it Coriel. Email. Coriel. Okay, I tried. <laughs> uh, there was another one that Joseph had mentioned a long time ago, and I cannot remember what it was, but it was the equivalent of us saying splitting hairs. Enculé de mouche? Yeah, that's what yeah. it was. Enculé <laughs> Enculé de bouche literally means sodomizing flies. <laughs> I don't remember this one. Uh. Uh. <laughs> okay, now now you're reminding me of uh, of an insult back from high school, back in the mid uh, back in the mid to late eighties. Where guys would call other guys, oh look, it's Needle Dick, the bug fucker. <laughs> I never heard that one before. That that's probably because you you were not somebody that was picked on often, not like some other oh. people. Oh that no, I was picked on a lot, usually for my weight. Hey Shushan, maybe they just 
we haven't heard of it because maybe they invented it just for you. It's possible. It's entirely possible. Been wrong, but it's possible. I mean, it's not like I showed off. I mean, that's that's not usually something that you do. I didn't usually show off. Then again, I didn't exactly have anybody to date back in high school. Thanks. Thanks for bringing that up. That was a painful memory. I appreciate that. You know what? Fuck off. Thanks. I'm teasing. About being hurt. I didn't have anybody to date in high school because, I mean, that was pretty much a social outcast. Anyway, that's a whole other thing for later. And that was almost a glass onto my floor. That would have been bad. Okay. Let's be a little bit more careful. So, yeah, I'm having I'm having a little bit of fun trying to keep track as to where we're going. And, and you can probably tell tonight, I t- I'm not really watching the where we're going to very closely. I don't even know what the topic is. Well, ostensibly, it, we're supposed to be talking about, you know, why it's why it's needed, why it's necessary, why we need people to have the the rational voice the way that uh, the way that Hitch did for so many years and you know to to be bold, be brave to just look, you're wrong. And sorry, but uh, I'm not sorry. You're wrong and you got to deal with that. Do you miss him? Yeah. And I cried uh, as soon as I found out that he had died. I was just so sad and regretted not ever having the chance to meet him. Yeah, we need more like him. Yeah. There's there's more than just him. And uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of take this sideways a second. Because over this past week, we've also lost a number of other prominent people. Uh, Rene Abrijan, who was yeah. uh, Constable Odo on Deep Space Nine. There was Carol Spiney, who was the voice and actor for Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch for 50 fucking years. Back when Oscar was still orange and not green. Yeah, look that shit up. Um, uh, there was one other, there was one other name. Oh, and I, I had also found out that on that same day, we lost somebody who wasn't exactly in the public nearly as much, but Marina Sirtis' husband also passed. Marina Sirtis was on, uh, The Next Generation and Voyager as, uh, and, and yeah, as uh, Counselor Troy. Lovely, lovely little lady. And and her husband just went in his sleep. And these are people that, for the most part, the vast, vast majority of us will never meet. Would never meet. I mean, we, um, oh, crap, what was, uh, what was, uh, what was his name? Uh, who was, um, Nog 
on Deep Space Nine. Damn it, I forgot well, I forget his name. What would meeting them change? Well that's that's that part isn't isn't the the, the deal. What I was looking towards though was that we have attachments to these people that we will never meet. The 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 staggeringly ma- majority of us would never end up meeting. It, it's it's just not going to have happen. But when we lose these figures, it affects us. It 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 hurts on a visceral level, almost as if these were people of our own family, because we have such an attachment and affinity for them. And well, it, it is it is true that. Mm, People who think for themselves, they are a minority. So <clears throat> when you lose um, somebody like Hitch, you're also losing an ally. Yeah. True that. I mean... Um, an ally and a, and a mentor without him even knowing that he's doing it. We have to somehow motivate uh, free thinkers to, to speak up. Because there's more, there's more of them than one would imagine. But um, unfortunately, the, the the loudest voices are also the, the craziest ones. And that's a problem. Yeah, but not only was he good at debating people and very very intelligent, uh, he was such a good writer too. I mean, he was the only person I knew of who could write an article on something simple like making the perfect cup of tea, and it was eloquent. <laughs> Did he? I'd like to read that article. Yeah, I mean, it was actually a really good. It was in Vanity Fair, and it was actually very well written. I loved it. Okay, I'll look that up. And if it's available. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he wrote that, I think, shortly before he died, that it was just how to make the perfect cup of tea. <laughs> it was wonderful. Yeah, put that on uh put that in Discord so I can uh, I can go hunt that down later. And Felis is uh, reminding me that uh Nog was played by Aaron Eisenberg. Thank you. Um gone way too soon. He 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 was he was he was a lovely personality. From what I've understood, he was just too damned young. And, you know, it, I actually wanted to see about having Callie Wright on to talk about that because she's had she's had interactions with several of the folks from Deep Space Nine. And, um, you know, I kind of <laughs> I want to have her on the show so I can make her cry. That's what it comes down to. Because I'm an asshole. But <coughs> excuse me. Do you need a suntan? You, you, you do realize I mean right now the sun is um through the earth for me. The only thing the sun's hitting me with right now are neutrinos, and even that it just doesn't no, they're just passing right through you. Plus, it's just like really cloudy and overcast here. I can't even see the Gemini shower. Jeez. Oh, that's right. That's going on, isn't it? Yeah. I forgot about that. 
things are really bad when an asshole can't even get a suntan. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. Didn't he play? Oh, Stephanie is right. Uh, I, I do believe. Uh, was asking, didn't he play the Padre in MASH, too? I thought you were asking about... I thought you were asking about uh, about uh, Aaron Iceberg, and it just suddenly dawned on me, Rene Abergeon... Shit, I keep screwing up his name. Abergeon. Thank you. I keep screwing it why up. Do I, why do I know that? I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Deep Space Nine. No, that, that's perfectly fine. Uh, but she was asking, didn't he play the Padre and MASH, Father Mulcahy? In the movie, yes, he was he was the original, and then uh, Christopher. Damn I think it. he was on um, Benson as well. I think I you're think. right. Yes, I think you're right. Yes. Oh my God, he had hair. He had a mustache. Wow, forgot about that. Well, damn. See, IMDb. Be great to look that stuff up. Um, you were talking about Hitchens' cup of tea. Uh, I'll look that up for later. Yeah, it was like how to make the perfect cup of tea or proper cup of tea, something like that. Well, he was English, so wait. Yeah. Wait, was he English, or was he yeah. from one of the other? One of the other areas because I, I I didn't remember. Off he the top was of he was British. Okay. Okay. See, see, I'm I'm one of those people that knows only enough to know that there's a difference between English and from the other parts of the UK. Yeah, yeah, and and I know just enough to be dangerous and and um, a dirty American because I really don't know. I mean, he did have some American citizenship, but yeah. Uh, by the way, I I found it, but I posted a Telegraph link, and then it's like, well, if you want to read this article, you have to subscribe. And it's like, okay. <laughs> let, let, let me let me find another one where I can read the damn article without having to. Yeah, I'm sure we can paywalls. I'm sure we can find. What the one I was talking about? The yeah, Christopher Hitchin telling Americans how to make a good cup of tea. <laughs> it was the Vanity Fair. Maybe they still have it on their website. Uh, I've got the Guardian link up. Uh no, well, it could do worse. We need a new subscription model. Yes, we do. Because I'm getting really sick of all these paywalls. You know, if I if I read an article, I'd be willing to pay for it just reading that article. I don't want to pay for the the, the whole magazine. Like if we could have micro payments. Like if you pay, if everybody who read an article paid one centine, one one cent. Um, that would probably more than pay for the article. Possibly. But the problem, of course, is everybody's got to get their little slice of the pie. And at that point, well, that, you know, one. They're trying to sell subscriptions and they're trying to sell them for a year if they can. Yeah, I can't even listen to Sam Harris's podcast anymore. Because he just changed his subscription model. Yeah, he's and, only posting half episodes. And, and uh, if you want to listen to the whole thing, you have to pay. And there was a uh, there was an atheist podcast 
that I had listened to a long time ago now, and I've I've only mentioned this a couple of times, but I I liked the guy, uh, uh, you know, well enough. I, I was enjoying the content that he was putting out. And then he got very whiny about, look, I'm out here, I'm doing my thing, and if you people aren't going to go ahead and put in any money to it, you know, what the hell am I even bothering doing my thing? And you guys need to be giving me some money in order to do And it was just like, you know what? Fuck off. I don't need that. I know exactly who you're talking about, too. No, I won't mention it. <laughs> um, if you type it, because I, I'm not sure if I even remember who it was. Or it might be. Uh like I said, it was it was quite a number of years ago at this point. So um, I'm not uh, I'm not sure. It, it, in any case, it was this is right. Uh, no, no. Okay, no. Like I said, it it was quite a number of years ago at this point. So I know it wasn't him, but uh, you know that's we don't. Hi, Beth. Meh? I said hi to Beth. Where? Hi, Beth. Hi, Beth. I don't see her. She's in the live chat. Turn off top chat and change it to live chat. The, the drop down. Yeah. Change it from top chat to live chat if you're have if you have the YouTube page open. Well, why the hell? I keep YouTube is I stupid. Che- okay, fine. YouTube thinks it knows better than the rest of us. Yeah, exactly. I keep trying to change that, you know, whatever. Oh, and it's not do. Mm, I gotta figure a way of making that. Okay, whatever. You know what? It is. It is what it is. Google owns YouTube now. Now, years. Well, since a couple years, yeah. A couple? It's been quite a while. And it's been a lot of years now. Okay. Well, I've noticed that uh, Google is, since about a year now, has been doing its best to tell me what what it thinks I'm looking for instead of uh, actually returning results for what I'm actually looking for. Yeah, it's gotten rather annoying. And it's 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 ignoring booleans. Google is definitely becoming evil. I don't know so much evil, so much as they're just trying to get their money. Well, which yeah, yeah it's kind of splitting hairs. <laughs> there is a, a, you know. When Facebook started out, it was a platform for people to communicate and for the creators of Facebook to make money. Eventually, like any platform that ends up getting too big for its britches, you have people at a top who are only have a certain level of awareness. You have multiple layers that only communicate some parts of the whole to each other. So when you're at the top of something, the people you are with are like, hey, look, we've got this plan. It's going to make us an additional uh, $5 million on top of the uh, profit margin this year. The shareholders have already voted. Uh, they, they think it's a great idea and that we should roll with it. What does legal say? Legal says, oh, hey, it's, it's a good thing. You know, And as long as we uh, put this text in our, um, our legal speak, 
we're fully covered uh, from any potential harm for this. Okay, roll with it. And But they never read the whole thing because that's what the jobs of all the other people are. So mm-hmm. what's happened is the control is lost. The granular control of that company is no longer there when it was a small company that they had complete control of. So as it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, the people at the top are actually losing control. They only have some say over the general plan of where everything's headed, where everybody else is in control of all those details. And so you get hired on people who are, maybe they have a history of working for companies of making them millions or billions of dollars. And those people's resumes don't mention or don't show that that person was part of a plan that did that, but at the cost of private data or personal data or whatever the case might be. And... Of course, these bigwigs also aren't doing the interviews for these people down here. They're being done by people over here and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of things that when I was watching uh, things going on on TV, uh, dealing with Facebook, and he was going, I was not aware. I I did not know. You know, I don't know know the answer to that question. I'm going in my head going, yeah, I, I honestly believe he did not know certain things. There were certain things that he might've been aware of uh, and, and other things he could have definitely been blindsided by. So that whole deer in headlights look while he's drinking the water and everything else. It's like, yeah, I mean, this guy's, you know, his one success in life was Facebook. This is not a guy who's built 20, 30 different separate companies that have all been successful. He's got the one thing. And he just kept doing what everybody else was telling him to do to make it more successful, more successful, more successful. And eventually, <laughs> it wasn't his company anymore, despite what everybody else said. You know, but that doesn't excuse him from allowing certain decisions to be made, for allowing certain things that he may have been warned of. So, yeah, like Beth is saying, Zuckerberg, uh, Zuckerberg lost control the moment he went to IPO. She's right. She anybody who does that loses their control. Yeah, yeah, there is that. But you know, it's not like we haven't been warned since you know. Oh if, yeah. Oh oh, I have to. All right, wait a minute. I need. Uh... There's the 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 fact is is that it doesn't matter. Even if say for a moment that Facebook was squeaky clean and never did anything wrong with your personal data, let's say they were following HIPAA guidelines when it came to data to your data, that they never published your birthday, that they never published PII outside of what you yourself manually published when it came to making a post. Okay. Even if that's the, even if that were the case and Facebook was completely squeaky clean, when it comes to people on Facebook, oh, they're stupid. Mm-hmm. They, they did an episode of House MD where a lady was um, deficient in vitamin C. But she had come into the hospital and, and they didn't know what was wrong with her. And so they went to the Facebook page and they saw that she had changed her diet and she, they saw that everything she was listing that she was eating and drinking and everything else. And lo and behold, no vitamin C. She had scurvy. And the funny part is, is you can go on Facebook. There are people who do exactly that. They tell you where they are, what they're doing while they're there, how often they do that, and so on and so forth. 
Okay, so I got two things about this one. Uh, item one, what I was going to say was, wasn't Zuckerberg and 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 so many other weren't so many of these other groups warned since the early eighteen hundreds? Yes, because I was looking up the exact date, January first, eighteen eighteen. A publication of the the secondary title was the modern Prometheus, otherwise known as Frankenstein. Eventually, the creator gets killed by his beast. You'd think these groups would actually think about these things. I mean, the damn publication is in public domain, for crying out loud. I mean, you know, the hell, people. And the other one was, there is a group, I forget which, I forget which group it was, uh, one skeptics group, who created a fake profile or two or three on Facebook and then went to a psychic reading to try to, to try to, to try to scam the scam artist back. And they just, they, they told people put all the stuff into the, uh, into the profile, you know, uh, a whole bunch of different things, uh, personal information and whatnot. And we're not going to look at it. We're just going to agree to everything that the, the, the medium says. And they created a fake profile and the whole thing. And apparently the person had trolled the Facebook page for pieces of information. Crazy, crazy pieces of minutia, like locations of photos that were uploaded and, you know, shit like that. And where it took the people who uploaded the information into the profile to look at it all and go, wait a minute, is is that what I, wait a minute, hold on a second. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, all right. Uh, so, yeah, maybe putting everything onto your social media isn't such a good idea. That's not such a good idea. Yeah, geotagging photos and videos. Yeah, not always a great idea. Just saying. You know, things like uh, checking into uh, hotels and, and, and whatnot. I mean, it's all well and good for you to go ahead and say, hey, I was on vacation last week, so, you know, that was a week ago. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I'm bad, I know. I upload stuff when I'm off at a con because I'm there. Yeah, whatever. It's also completely public information anyway, because I put it out there with a whole bunch of different areas, so it's already out there. That part, at least. There are things I most assuredly do not make reference to or, or talk about. For instance, I don't talk about jobs while I'm at them. And I very rarely talk about uh, places that I've worked at because I just don't feel like it. Like the bakery that I worked at. Yes, it was a bakery. No, I don't talk about the people because I don't want to. I don't talk about the good things. I don't talk about the bad things. For the most part, 
there are a couple of people I will talk about because, well, yeah. Yeah, but these people put their whole work history out there. I think that's nuts. Yeah. yeah. There, there, there was one person who was, um, I'm not going to say what their position was with the company because that would be bad, but there was somebody who was delivering two wedding cakes almost an hour drive from Buffalo to where the wedding was supposed to be, where there are, where there's ski slopes delivered the wrong cake to the wrong place because there are multiple, multiple uh, halls that you can rent up the hill. One, go, one and then another one higher up and then another one higher up. And they delivered the wrong cake to the wrong hall and then left and turned off their cell phone. Mm. And the ski resort didn't have any way of, of transporting the, the stuff. I don't know what ended up happening with that, but it did not put us in a good light as you can probably imagine from that one. But that's a, that's a whole other thing. Anyway. So yeah. Um, be careful what you put online. So be skeptical about uh, doing that kind of thing. So the, uh, I'm sorry. There's a picture over in our, Oh, okay. Tech there. There it is. I'm sorry. The thumbnail that uh, tech put, sorry, the link that tech put into our chat has a very disturbing thumbnail image of, of Christopher Hitchens. That's, that's it's towards the later. Well, part. yes, yes. It, it, he, he definitely does not look, um, it almost looks like he's like, it, 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 the look on his face with the title of the article and everything else, it makes me think he just watched an American make tea the wrong way. <laughs> and he's going, no, no, son. no. That is complete. Sit down. I'm going to show you how it's done. That is complete disdain. That is that is, that is yes. quite accurate. That is quite yes. accurate. He's, that, he's That's just- one of the reasons why I kind of like, should I delete that? No, that looks good. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and, and looking at it, it's like, I'm dying of cancer, but God damn, I will not let this pass over. Sit your ass down and me and my <laughs> dead ass are going to teach you because you deserve it. You, you, you insipid. I don't even know what terminology he would use. Well, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't even, I don't even. You insufferable. <laughs> this stuff is really good. I want to take a trip to Lithuania. No, 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 no. No, with it's, my buddy. No, have him as a tour guide because there's some very beautiful areas of it. No, not right now. No. <laughs> Why? No, people. Um, pe- people from from around the Beltway right now, uh, taking trips to uh, to uh, Eastern European uh, areas. Probably not such a good idea right now. Just saying. That area is very quiet right now. It's 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 not when you come back. I would also be going with a native. That's a different story. Oh, so not Giuliani. Okay, that's fine. Oh God, I'm so, no! I'm sorry. Did I, did think I say I'm that? Death wish? What the hell's wrong with you? I said Giuliani. I didn't say. Um, Same shit. Different name. 
No, no. Who, who, shit, Cheney. That's who I was thinking of. I was thinking of Cheney. Oh, he, he They're couldn't all go. bad. Shoot you in the face. <laughs> You'll shoot well, his eye out, kid. You know, he's got warrants out for him, so he can't leave the country. Oh, I've forgotten about that. Yeah, war crimes. Ooh. Imagine how that must go. Meh. Can't even go to New Mexico. I mean, go over that border and you're you're out of the jurisdiction. <laughs> shit, man. Yeah, that was suck. Um, that was Holy Kool Aid reporting on a Sue Gerbic piece in the New York Times. I don't recall that. The name is familiar, Sue Gerbic. I know. I'm I'm reading back from the the chat. I I didn't get the chance to read up as to what was going on over there. Um. Uh, as as a follow up to last week. Uh, you were talking about Jim Jones and oh. all that stuff. It was Flavor Aid that they drank. It was Flavor Aid. Uh huh. Okay. I keep that in mind for later. Uh, what else was said over here? Because I'm kind of looking over. Those that fail to learn from the past are doomed to repeat it. I don't remember what the exact quote is. I'm not saying you got it wrong. It's just that I've always tried to memorize it and I keep screwing it up. The only piece that I do remember is that it was Satayana, who, uh, who, who it is coined to. And if memory serves, it is on the plaque, the memorial plaque at Auschwitz. So, yeah. So, that's a whole other thing. Um... Okay, sorry. Just trying to catch up as to what have been uh, what have been said. Uh, there's a there's a piece that I think that um, we should probably talk about for the last uh, half hour that we've got. And even though even though it's not a, a fun piece, it does kind of tie into the whole damn thing. And uh, Stephanie, I'm sorry. We collectively are sorry. Everything that ended up happening with the election cycle over in England. Yeah. Fuck. Um. Fuck. Really don't know. Really don't understand. I really wish that we did. But something that she had said earlier was that, you know, uh, somebody had said, I forget who the hell it was that, you know, the best liar won. I don't know how to, I don't know how to answer to that. I don't know what the, I don't know how things looked over there because I honestly truly wasn't paying attention to it because I I, I I didn't have enough bandwidth to handle it. I didn't have enough spoons. Some people understand it all. Um, I would really like to think. The cynic in me says otherwise, but I would really like to think that this is one of those 
aberrant data points in history. Aberrant data happens every once in a while. We know that. It's just... We're... We're in the middle of that point. And there's not a hell of a lot of anything that we can do about it directly. Except do our damnedest to work with it and change it for later. And bring it more into line with a proper trend. It's just going to be really super, super, super goddamn painful in the middle of it all, though. Nobody likes to think that they're in the middle of history while it's being made, but here we are. And Stephanie's pointing out, they got 43, 43.5% of the vote, I'm rounding, shut up, and 100% of the power. Yeah. That's a problem. That's a problem. And that's a problem that we kind of see over on the side, too. Where a group will get 35-40% of the votes in an area, and will end up with a 60-70% to share of the power. So, yeah. Bullshit. (laughs) Stephanie, if I had the money, I'd be investing in undertakers and coffin makers. You know what? Yeah. You could no. do one better. You could uh you could invest in uh in uh McDonald's as a uh just go with me on this one for a second. You could invest in McDonald's as someone who can fix the ice cream and shake machines so that they're all running properly and online all the time. Especially when they're going to be visiting dignitaries. They're they're not broken most of the time. What it is is the machines are scheduled for uh, cleaning, which is a multi-hour process. I know this because I used to work for AFES. You're you're missing the point. And um, they have to schedule for the time that they get the least amount of use for that location. I, 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 I get you. I get you. But So it's not that their machines are always broken. It's just that for the people like myself, for example, who, when I want a milkshake and McDonald's happens to be the only place in town that's open, it also happens to be the least busy time and they get the damn thing done. So, um, there's a, there's another thing that I have to put into the show notes. That was funny as hell. (laughs) Where's the beef? <laughs> okay, so, so, um, oh wow, this is not a feeling I like when I when I feel every once in a while I get this where the pressure in my head really, really, really tight, and I almost feel like I could pass out if I'm not careful about it. I don't like when that happens. That's better. You laugh too hard sometimes. Sometimes, but it sounds uh, like a pressure thing. It could be. It could be. Is there a doctor in the house? Doc, it hurts when I do this. Good, don't do that. (sighs) 
now I got Groucho in my head. I've got uh, Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> with Dr. Vinny Vinny Boombots. Vinny Goombots. Vinny Boombots. Goombots. Goombots. Vinny Goombots. And he tells the doctor to, to stop, to not joke around. And the doctor says, I'm not joking. Wait till you see my bill. So I got uh, hey. I got I got grouchy in my head. There was one night my grandmother woke up from a from no no it wasn't it wasn't Groucho it was Gracie. Oh, I'm getting them all mixed up. Gracie's Helen George. There was one night grandma woke up in the middle of the night and she screamed and screamed. Her legs were black. They called in the doctor to come in, made a house call in the middle of the night, told her that everything was going to be fine, that she shouldn't wear her stockings to bed anymore. <laughs> and, and and you can probably imagine George, you know, back in his prime, his 40s, 50s? Oh my God, he was in his 50s. Oh my God, he was in his 50s. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, and he's he's just standing there, just, you know, I don't know what to do with this. Which is which is beautiful to me because, I mean, he helped write most of the stuff. Anyway, um, I, I, I had to, I had to add to the show notes, the epic rap battles of history, the Burger King versus McDonald's. Which was, if you'll excuse the pun, delicious. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was great. It was great. Um, I, I will only go as far as to say, everybody knows who wins that one. Everybody knows who wins that one. This, this is just no two ways about it. Anyway, uh, no, where I was going with it all, though, was that, you know, people have been... Um, finding new and inventive ways of having visiting or walking dignitaries um, have to visit the dry cleaners with milkshakes. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, that's fine. Of course, you know, once upon a time ago, it used to be, you know, rotten vegetables, tomatoes, yeah. Those were good days. Rotten vegetables, tomatoes, eight-year-old kids learning to pickpocket, guillotine for the rich and famous. Good times, man. Good times. They only stopped using the guillotine in the mid-70s, you know. Late? No, wait. Late? Late 70s? Shit. I think the last time they used it was 78? Well, I mean, it's it's a lot more efficient than trying to chop somebody's head off. Yes, yeah, that's true. A lot more humane than uh, chopping somebody's head off, especially if you have a dull blade on on, on a, a sword or something, you know. Yeah, there's. You can't get it in one or two wax. It's just no good. Ah. <laughs> uh. Okay, so I uh, I kind of got it right. The last person executed in France via guillotine was in September of 77. And it wasn't outlawed until 81. Huh. 
okay then. Alrighty, well, um, that's, um, macabre. <sighs> okay, I've completely taken us the wrong way around on this whole thing for talking <laughs> about, um, why it's Hitch. important to, yeah, why it's important to be, you know, skeptics and, and talking for rationality. Uh, Anyway, um, so here's a, <coughs> excuse me, here's, here's a, here, here, here's a piece I want to throw, uh, out at you guys. Cause, uh, I want to, I want to kind of get your, uh, your opinion on it. This whole thing that I was talking about, uh, earlier where I've been dealing with somebody for, for days, uh, on, on Twitter. They said that it was impossible to have, uh, it, it would be impossible to evaluate evidence in a completely unbiased fashion because everyone looks at everything through their worldview, including the quote, atheist worldview. After this son of a bitch was told so many damn times over, it's not a worldview. It's not a worldview, but of course, you know, there, there'd be a whole thing. And I said, yes, you can. Here's how. Claim X causes Y by process Z. Step one, examine and quantify X. X cannot be quantified or examined, ergo the claim cannot be verified, ergo which, by the way, I don't think that I actually spelled that out on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I ran out of words at that point, but... Yeah, you know. how, how do you spell out? I, uh, it, it's Latvian, I think, so uh -huh. uh, I, my, my Latvian is... Okay, my Latvian is pretty much as good as my Mediterranean, mm -hmm. so it's all Greek to me. So there's not much <laughs> I can really. Do. You, you saw that one coming too, didn't you? Yeah. You, yeah. Sorry. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, fuck off, whatever. Okay, so you get the idea. Um, uh, wow. Okay, that was interesting. I came into the I came into the thing at the end of the, the text over there with Stephanie saying, it has no nerve endings. It cannot feel pain, Felis. Um, okay. Because the, the, I, I read that completely out of context of everything else. And believe it or not, the first thing that went through my head was wait. So are we, um, <coughs> I can't even remember what the, what the, what the, what the word is that I was thinking of. So, you know what? Screw it. Whatever, I'll, I'll I'll figure it out later. Um, let me see. Where did you go? Oh, oh, that uh, the guillotine was uh, uh, would be more humane than the electric chair. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there there yeah, is something to be said for that. I mean, if if you really wanted to be more humane about it, I mean, you could conceivably just um, use a, a double barreled twelve gauge shotgun to the 
back of the head and not tell them about it. I mean, it's quite literally lights out and in a fraction of an instant. Okay. I, I, I know, I know there is, there was that whole Kurt Cobain thing. That's, that's a completely different thing. Um, but at, at least he finished the job. It's not safe for work episode. I'm allowed to get away with bad humor. Shut up. Anyway, Kurt Co. Yeah, uh, I many times uh, people would say, "Oh, Kurt Co. Bang," knowing I it, it was something they did to harass me when they knew I was a Nirvana fan. Yeah, well, there is that. Anyway, so what I was trying to get across to this guy is this person. Sorry, this person, because don't know guy, girl, don't care, don't care. They're 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 a fucker. Uh, was that look? If you want me to evaluate your claim, and you think I can't do it objectively, <laughs> you're patently wrong. Because here are the steps that you do for everything, for every test in science. X causes Y by process Z. Sorry, Z. Z. <laughs> Z's dead, baby. I don't even. I don't even remember where that comes from. All, all I know Zed's is like, dead. Z's dead. Uh, that's from. Um, that's from a video game. Nope, it's from Pulp Fiction. Oh. Uh, that's all, well. That's Bruce Wallace saying that, but there's also Z's dead in um, the video game Rebuild. Okay. It's, it's 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 quoted in a lot of things, but yeah, uh, Pulp Fiction definitely good good one to reference. Okay, I I was hoping one of these days it would show up on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, whatever. Uh, so, and I, I, like I said, I tried to explain to this person, you know, if the claim is X causes Y by process Z, Z. Okay, you start off by what is X. Get all the information that you can get for whatever X is that's supposed to be able to have make process Z happen. And if you can't examine X in any way, in any way, well, you've got nothing to work with, so you can't prove your claim. I don't have to disprove your God. I don't have to be angry with your God. I don't have to be upset with your holy book. I I don't have to disbelieve in a God. I just, I don't have, I don't have to have a rational reason for being an atheist. If you haven't proven your God, if you haven't proven it, I mean, well, your, your evidence is the fact that they have. Well, Yes, absence of evidence is not evidence of absence, but where there should be evidence and there isn't, exactly. You're exactly 100% right. Now, I didn't want to be that kind of guy, although I thought about it. I thought about it a lot. But I if tried it was to be nice. me, If it was me, the only question I was uh, why, why do you need to, to believe? such a thing well you need that to be true well yes and that's that's why i was saying that you know it's it's become copy paste you know 
why do you believe in a god where no evidence exists to prove that it's real? What are you expecting from it? I don't know. I don't know. But then again, they're also the same one that was uh, doing the whole, you know, the flood is real, the earth is uh, six to 10,000 years old. We The oldest living thing on earth is a tree and it conforms to that age. And it's like, dude, the fuck are you talking about? Why do you need to believe that too? What does that change actually? Wait. I have a lot of questions for CS. I mean, um, um, <clears throat> Uh, if I can, I can resume it to two questions. Um, how does the value of thou shalt not kill change if it's me saying it to you, your Bible? How does that change the value? It changes the kill. It, it changes the value of uh, perceived value, not the value of the words itself how the person who's listening to the Bible and list, uh, listening to the Bible say it and listening to you say it, they have, they perceive the value completely different. When they hear you say it, knowing that you don't believe what they believe, they feel it's hollow. It's empty. Um, some people feel it's hypocritical. Some people have these, these are things that I felt as a theist, by the way. So I'm going off of, uh, w what I acknowledge was improper ways of thinking back then. But I had other uh, theists, other m members of my Christian group, who had similar thoughts. Where do people who don't believe what we believe get off telling us that we're right or wrong? Because that did happen on occasion. And, um, you know, it's in our book. It tells us so. But these people don't believe that, you know, they honestly don't. They're just they're just mimicking. They're mocking us. They're making fun of us. They don't really believe this because they don't believe our book. So they yeah, it, it's the mentality of how the hell can you believe the same thing I do on one point of interest and not believe the rest of it? That's yeah. Well, yeah. And, and that's the mentality. Make, it doesn't have to make rational sense. No, but you could, you could take that further. <clears throat> Whereas, uh, if you compare two people, one person doesn't kill because they understand how it would be to live in a society where he had the right to kill everybody else, <clears throat> and another person who doesn't kill because they're afraid of punishment. Yeah, and, and see, the thing is, is, the person who doesn't kill because they don't desire to kill, the person who doesn't want to kill because they themselves are, uh, what's the word for it? They do something, um, um, yeah, you. Yeah. You with the hand I, up. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to kill anybody. Right. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, is the, uh, there's a per, uh, altruistic, the person who doesn't kill because of altruistic reasons versus the person who doesn't kill because they're afraid of being punished by an invisible sky daddy. The, one of those two people I'm scared of and the other person I want to be around. I'll let you guess which one that is. Yes. 
But you, to them, you want to be around with the nerd with the with the toys. That, that, exactly. That's what you want. But to them, the opposite makes sense. The opposite to them is, well, you obviously really do believe because you don't go around killing people. You're just not admitting it to yourself. You're in denial. Uh, you know, those presuppositionalists and such, like uh, Tyson, Saiten, Bruggengate, and all the rest of them. Um, you believe in God, you just won't admit it. That's why you won't go around murdering people. You like, have no, no idea. Yeah. You you have no idea how much I just hurt myself rolling my eyes that hard. I know. I hear the name and my uh, my brain goes, oh, God, not again. You're obeying um, my authority. Here's the thing. Ugh. I don't want to kill people um, for the most part. Are there some people that I would love to see cease to exist? Oh, sure. I have those tendencies um, in my head. There, uh, I've had um, scenarios play through my head and such, but I use logic and reasoning to go, this is a bad idea. My emotions created that, not logic and reasoning. My emotions are a good thing. They can be used for good. They can be used for evil. I choose to use them for good. But they can also be overwhelming. So what do I do when they're overwhelming? Well, if they're overwhelming and I want to make somebody cease to exist, uh, I still don't act on it. Because I do unto others as I want others to do unto me. I don't want people going around murdering me. I don't go around murdering other people. And guess what? That kind of concept, that altruism, predates religion. Oh, it translates. Uh, it, it, it transcends species, too. I mean, yeah. most uh, most species on this planet don't want to kill others either. We've seen it in um, what uh, rats altruism in rats. What, what um, I was also going for um, I can't remember if it's the chimpanzee population or apes because I know they're kind of related as well. Um, it may be both or just one or the other. You know, I, I find it really disingenuous that uh, religion calls that sort of reasoning morals, because their their morals actually isn't morals at all. It's dictate. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're quite right. But what makes it all kinds of convoluted is that it's dictated morality. But it's Some... not. It's not moral because morals is an evaluation process. But when you've got somebody else doing all the evaluation, and especially when that other person has their own best interests in mind, um, it's even less moral. Okay. For the, for the record, by the way, uh, I don't know if everybody else is hearing it, but I'm having some dropout of your microphone happening. Oh, I okay. heard it once. Okay, I've 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 had it a couple of times, so I'm I'm just trying to be a little bit a uh, little bit careful about that. Okay, it's it's, it's very quick things. It's like a, a word or half a word here and there that's that's dropped out 
So yeah, I'm getting that from you too, actually. Oh, great network stuff probably going on. Brilliant. But uh, what I was what I was trying to get at though is that um, the the dictates of from from religion as far as to how these groups should operate. They are ostensibly. Sure. Ostensibly. There's a B in it. Ostensibly. Okay. Thanks. Uh, It's. It's presented as being the morals of how you should act because this is what is good. Now, now we can, we can easily, very easily quibble about how that's bullshit and rightly so. But what I'm trying to get across is that they can very easily buy into it. If they swallow the whole, there is a God because if you swallow the there is a God, then the whole God wants you to act this way because this is what is good makes sense in that realm. And we can get away with saying if you swallow that pill because there are many people, and I will admit that I am I am one of them, that with kids... You can have them believe in Santa and believe in the Tooth Fairy for a number of years if little bits and pieces are in play. And, well, it's... It all comes down to letting others think for you. That's it. Yeah. You've got... It's almost black and white. You've got... Humans who think for themselves and who would rather imitate their peers, whatever. And that's just a childhood state. Yeah, and Fearless has got it. I don't want to kill because I don't want to have the right to judge. Uh, I'm, I'm going to hit that in, in, in just a second. I, she continues, I do have the right to defend myself and those I love. And I would be, I'd be, I'm on board on that one. And that would someone, go ahead. Sorry, but killing, killing someone really, it's deciding their future for, it's not giving them any choice in them. And that's where the evil is. And I think that could we can spread to pretty well everything. If you're deciding for somebody else without allowing them to decide for themselves, foregoing reason, autonomy. I think you're you're basically treading on somebody else's territory. Yeah. Yeah, I get you there. Um, and we think for children because um, 
the age of reason, you know, um, they may not be able to. But for adults, um, there's much excuse. Yeah, there is that. I'm sorry, I was trying to see if there was uh, some way that I could uh, tinker with the audio setting a little bit for you. Yeah, Tech. Helis was commenting on something I had mentioned uh, earlier, which is that I don't kill because I don't want other people to kill me either. Uh, altruism, basically. Felis says, I'm, I'm going to assume that you, on the word Don, meant to type the word don't and just kind of forgot the apostrophe T. Well, yeah, that's, that's or, what I read or, before. I'm sorry, meant to type do, but uh, the and got an extra on on there. I do not want to kill because I don't have the right to judge. I do have the right to defend myself and those I love. Well, on top of that, I want to say that everybody has a right to judge, but how you act upon judging others is what sets you apart from the rest. We all judge at some point. We judge people based on first impressions. Uh, a recent article came out saying that we judge people by how they dress that we uh, have a perceived value of people that if they dress like they are wealthy, we overall tend to f give them a higher perceived value over those who are not as dressed as nicely. And um, the thing is, is that we do judge. And as far as judging for the right to life or death, if my country tells me you need to come into this courtroom and you need to sit down, you need to hear this case. And this case could end in a life or death verdict. And we are telling you that you have to be a juror in this and then come to a decision about whether or not this person is guilty or not guilty. And if found guilty, do they deserve to die for their crime? So granted, that's not the same as me walking down the street with a pistol and just randomly shooting people. I feel need to die. But at some point, we could very well be asked, which is different than just doing it on our own, to decide whether or not somebody lives or dies. Um, so I'm not afraid of being judged or judging others. It's the action based on those judgments that we have to worry about whether or not we're taking appropriate action. If I judge somebody, case in point, worked retail. Guy used to come in, everybody judged him to be a poor drunk because he'd come in at like, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning, smelling like alcohol. And I chose not to judge him as a poor drunk. I chose to treat him like the rest of my customers. And turned out the guy was independently wealthy, owned several companies, didn't have to work after a couple meetings in the morning. So he went to have a couple beers and a sandwich. And then he was interested in buying a plasma TV with all the accessories. And my numbers were really good for that week because I was the only person in the store who didn't treat them like somebody who go away. You're disgusting kind of crap. So we do judge the results of those judgments. You know, it, it's part of our nature. Um, it's just, you have to worry you know, about context and considerations. You know, what's really scary is that, um, a lot of our judgments, our instinct judgments, they're made by our subconscious, not by our conscious. Like, for example, if you're, you were talking about how somebody's dressed, um, it's amazing how much detail you can actually see in somebody's demeanor, 
<laughs> I freaked out a girl on a date by noticing her shoes, and I thought told her that they matched the ensemble very nicely. Uh, that ended the date real quick, apparently. <laughs> Why? Because what I did was outside her pre- preconceived notion of what is normal for a man in terms of his reaction oh. to her. I've met a lot of women who are not used to a man complimenting a woman on her nails, on the colors, on her shoes, her earrings, her different accessories and such. And I pay attention to these things because I think they're interesting. I think the things that women come up with in terms of how they accessorize and how they make the combinations go together are very interesting, mostly because like, if I try to do something like that with men's jewelry and such for myself, I fail miserably. So I find it interesting. Just like um, my SO does amazing paintings with puff paint. I can't do a stick figure with puff paint. (laughs) So I find what they do interesting because it's not something I'm good at. And that, in turn, that date that ended before it began, freaked her out because, oh my God, this guy's outside my norm. He's a weirdo. He's noticing stuff. Mm. Yeah. So, and uh, Bridget, anything, uh, anything to to add off at this point? Because we got to see about getting on out of here. And to to you gentlemen out there who have been through the same damn thing as me, this one's for you. Which is, I really miss Hitch. I miss him a lot. Took it personally when he died. can understand that. I'm going to close this out with something uh, real quick and uh, real simple. And this kind of touches a little bit on, on how I opened with, uh, with simplicity. One of the first rules that I taught my little one, and I, I've talked about this one before, is a very simple rule. If it ain't yours, you leave it alone. It's a simple rule. And in this particular situation for what Hitch taught us, he taught us to hold on to reality. Question it, always. But when you're right, you hold on to that. You don't let somebody take that away from you. You, you absolutely do not. You don't give them an inch. You don't let them take any high ground that they think that they've got. You make damn well sure they know that you're going to stick to that rule. And if they don't like it, they can piss off. They can, they can piss up a rope. They can, they, can, you know, they can eat shit and die in a fire somewhere. Go pound sand. Whatever expression you want to use for it. He was eloquent. He never said that stuff. But you watch him and you listen to what he says and how he says it. And, oh, my Lord, you absolutely know full well, somewhere in the back of his head, he was saying in his typical English accent, bless their little hearts. (laughs) If it's not yours, you leave it alone. 
reality belongs to all of us. And I'm not going to let somebody take that away from me. You shouldn't let anybody take that away from you. He was a good role model. He wasn't the best. Not by a long shot. But I'll be good and goddamn to say that he was worst. No way in hell. Said it before. He was sometimes mean. He was brutally honest. He was acerbic as hell. He would give no quarter. But damn it, you could respect the man. Because he wouldn't take shit from anybody. You don't have to either. Because if it's not yours to take, you don't take it. That's not your shit. Leave it alone. With that, let's get our asses out of here collectively because it's a little bit on the late side. And even though it was... How the hell much was it actually in here? I don't even know. I don't even know if this qualifies as one shot or two. I don't, you know what? I don't care. Whatever. Is it affecting me? No. But then again, I don't exactly like this stuff either. I have it once a year. This is, this is the time when I do it. Whatever. So, like I said, we're just going to go ahead and uh, get our collective asses out of here. Over the live chat, um, Stephanie, Felis, thank you guys. Beth, know that you were there for a little bit. I hope that you didn't pass out, and I hope that you stay warm down there, hon. Please be careful. Please be safe. And you know, and if you did pass out, hopefully it was in a nice, warm, fuzzy blanket. With with Zorro. With Zorro. Some people are kind of wondering about that one. Don't worry. It's, it's not what you think. I don't think. Whatever. So, as always, guys, thank you. Joseph... Thank you very much. Good luck with everything. And I look forward to uh, updates on everything for you. I hope things work well for you for the remainder. Yeah, let us know if they storm the castle. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not there defending it, so. No, don't they usually do that in the summer? Yeah. War in winters. They, they, yeah, Napoleon learned to taught a lesson yeah but that, oh, that was that was with russia not internally well, the the germans too well yeah <laughs> the germans <laughs> learned that lesson too boy baby did they i do have some good news though i just got i got a new job oh congratulations oh, yeah. yeah uh see um i'm gonna be the it guy for the institut physique you have my sympathies <laughs> The physical—it's—it's well, it's a government job too. You oh, still nice. have my sympathies, even more so. Why? Because <laughs> a government job as a contractor, but it's still government. Yeah. Look, look well, at the bright side. He could—he could have been down in the catacombs, uh, polishing bones all day. I mean, nobody. Actually, that would actually be a really good job if you could get that. Goals are cool. Yeah, but congratulations on the job. Truly, yes. Yeah. I am Thank happy you. for you. Well, to get it, I have to get the citizenship. So, uh, so one yeah, one, one thing uh, at a time. It's kind of like juggling. So, 
Yeah, kind of stressed out, though. <laughs> Understandable. But seriously, best of luck. Thank you. And thanks for having me on. No worries. No worries. Okay. We, we, we almost had Christopher back. We, we may in the near future, depending as to how things go. So, yay. <clears throat> Closing thought, maybe? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, democracy whose voters will not think for themselves is not one. Mm. That's sadly all too accurate right now. Thanks for yeah. putting us in a bum mood now, man. Thanks. Ah, after what happened in England and uh, no, well, no. with the Trump elections coming up. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's Keep that's it in mind. yeah. Already in. a word of warning, maybe. I know. Tech, thank you very much. You have yourself a good. Uh, you have a good morning. Sleep well. Absolutely. Stay you warm. Too, Stay dry. That's easy enough. Stay indoors. Yeah. See, I I made the big mistake of us going out earlier today, and I'm an idiot because I put on sneakers, not boots. Oh, I bet it was brutal. Well, it was wet. It was slush. Yeah. It was a lot of slush. That's bad in tennis shoes. Yeah. Yuck. Why is Italy shaped like a boot? Why? It's impossible to fit all that shit into a sneaker. <laughs> I have not heard that one before. <laughs> Just complimenting the Italian in you. There's a whole bunch of people right now who are listening and hearing all this dead air and wondering, what the hell just happened? <laughs> in French, we call that the bras d'honneur. I don't know what that means, but okay. The honorary arm. Ah, yes, well... I, um, you're number one. Yeah, I, I deserved it. Yes, you did. And Bridget, you try to stay, uh, you try to stay warm and, and dry and, and, and. I know. will do my best. I, I don't like to be out in it if I don't have to. Can't say I blame you. So what's coming up for you guys this week or next? I am not sure what we're talking about. We may just have a free-for-all. Um, but anyway, you can see us on Beyond the Trailer Park Monday night at 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern. And it may be the four of us just gabbing about whatever we feel like gabbing about. Nothing wrong with that. Because it's getting close to the end of the year and, you know, we're tired. <laughs> Um, and, and I'm still waiting for you to, oh, oh yeah. And, oh, and you can send me a friend request on Facebook under Bridget Fitch, um, or stop by my blog at BridgetFitch2112.wordpress.com. And. And what? There's Beyond the Trailer Park. There's. And. And. 
I don't know. Oh, and oh, fuck Mike Pence. There you go. Just <laughs> waiting for that. <laughs> and fuck 45, too. I was waiting for that to finally have happen. Dallin, if you're listening, could you could you put some kind of reverb on that for her? Make make her sound like real badass there for for a couple of seconds. Because <laughs> I, I I can't do it from my side. I can only do it for me, and I I, I don't. So anyway, so on Dallin's behalf, of course, thank you all for being with us. And I, I say that because he is the one that is our audio bitch. Uh, his his word for it, not mine. Yeah. Seriously, it was his word. He came up with it. Yes, yes, he did. Which means that if you're listening to us over on the podcast, thank you very much, Dallin, for all the work that you do on that. If you would like to subscribe to it, you can take a swing over to the website, holycrapthevlogcast.com. The link is right there so that you can subscribe, as well as all the social media links. If you'd like to send us a voicemail message, the phone number on that is 859-HCTV-554. 859-4288-554. And thank you guys for being with us. Uh, there's probably going to be a little bit of a change up uh, in, in a couple of weeks. For a couple of weeks. Uh, I'll explain next time once I can iron it out for you. So don't worry. There's nothing that's really changed. And just, uh, like I said... I'll explain a little bit later. For the meantime, of course, however, as always, please take care of yourselves. And if for whatever reason we don't get to touch base with you, please be safe this holiday season. More than anything else, just be safe. So until the next time we do, however, as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And of course, my lady, too damn many years later, I am still in love. Matane Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.